it's six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! And we have a bunch of comedians tonight. we got a stacked list. We've got a wait list. It's a lot of fun. It's the Joke Workshop. The first couple comedians pay attention. Well, pay attention to everybody, but specifically on the first few, we take notes. And we have four-minute sets. You'll hear... At three minutes, and you know it's time to wrap it up. And then we do four minutes of comments. There's a microphone on the stage. There's also one back here. And we try to be nice and helpful. And, uh, yeah, that's how the Joke Workshop works. All right, your first comedian, he's here. And uh, he's ready with his (laughs) – is that Care Bears? That's darling. That's so darling. Oh, my God. I don't know which Care Bear you would be. I would probably be, like, Smokey Bear or something. Uh, Put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Pranav Ambil. Yay! Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Got five of us. That's exciting. Um, I've been to, I went to Philadelphia recently because my girlfriend's from there and uh, found out something neat about Philadelphia. Uh, They're just called cheesesteaks there. That's it. Um, I've had a, like, I've dreaded being drafted since I was a kid when we were learning about the Vietnam War, because they all got drafted, ruined all their lives, ru- really ruined America uh, for a g- good generation of them. And uh, I talked to my girlfriend about it, and she was like, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, actually, let me restart. I completely fucked up with that joke. Uh, draft sucks, blah. But it actually, uh, when Don't Ask, Don't Tell got repealed, I actually uh, was a little sad, because uh, if I got drafted into the, into the war, I just tell. I tell everyone. They don't have to ask. I'll still tell them. Uh, I'm not even gay. I, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll suck someone's dick to get out of the, out of the military. Uh, my girlfriend said, don't worry about it too much because uh, you have flat feet and asthma. And uh, that's fair. Like, I mean, walking around the city hurts me a lot. You know, I haven't really found the shoes that work out here. Uh, and you know those seats on the BART that are for like the elderly, pregnant, and handicapped? Uh, I once kicked an elderly, pregnant woman in her good leg to sit in that chair. Uh, my, my, back to my girlfriend, uh, she is convinced that if she ever find, sees her clone in real life, uh, she will kill it. She will murder that shit. And I was telling her, like, yeah, that's a, that's a, like a self-fulfilling prophecy because your clone will see you and want to kill you. So you have to kill your clone. It's just self-defense at that point. So that's why if I ever see my clone, I'm going to suck him off so good. I'm going to give him the best blowjob ever. Uh, he knows what I like. I know what he likes. We'll make it work. Uh, because uh, my girlfriend and I have been doing long distance for, we've been dating for four years, for like three years we've been doing long distance. Uh, I was in South Carolina. She was in Philly. And so I needed like emotional attention every now and then, and she wouldn't be there to, to give it. So my strategy is I'd go to gay bars and talk to some men and then uh, tell them I'm straight. And the disappointment in their face would revitalize me. Yes, somebody wants me. Uh, then I moved here to San Francisco, and I would go up to gay men, talk to them, and then uh, tell them I'm straight. And they go, oh, honey, we know. Um, my, my mom wanted me to get no bitches growing up. She wouldn't let me date. She wouldn't, she wouldn't let women even like me. And the reason I know this is because uh, when I was 10, she signed me up to, for a bowling league, for a youth bowling league. And so for every Saturday for eight years, I'd wake up at 8 o'clock, and go to our local bowling alley, where smoking was still illegal. I mean, still legal inside, uh, and just uh, get breathing some secondhand smoke and bowl all day. And uh, bowling gets no bitches. 
I've never been up to, walked up to a girl and said, hey, I can, I can throw a 180 right now if I wanted to. And she, like, the panties stay on. They get glued on, in fact. Um, and so, yeah, while other kids would be uh, every Saturday morning sleeping in, watching cartoons, maybe even playing some fun sports that do get bitches, like soccer or basketball, I'd be doing this. <laughs> That was a strike. Uh, and yeah, I'd be like, Mom, can I quit bowling? She's like, no, you're getting no bitches. Uh, and then later, I, uh, in the future, about like this, this, uh, this year, I told her, uh, hey, Mom, I started doing stand-up comedy. And she busted out crying. She was so proud of me. I'm never getting any bitches. Anyway, guys, thank you very much. Pranav on everyone. This is the part where we get comments. There's a microphone up there, and there's one back here. And you're still you're super you're super you're super new, yeah? Like Yeah, it's been you, a month now. Month. I was gonna say it's been about a month since you came to the OMG, which was great. Um you've got a lot of um you're on a bunch of different tracks and there's and I wasn't necessarily getting a through line, like like uh, there's punchlines in there and there's jokes, but then I was like, Your seat's on the bus, and then you were talking about clones, and I was like, The clone is he gonna meet his clone on the bus? What's the bus about? Mm -hmm. And then I was like there was something else where you were like, you'd give your clone a BJ. And then I was like, well, is that a callback to the don't ask, don't tell? Is there, is there a way for you to bridge your stuff mm -hmm. together? Yeah. Like, these these jokes right now are just separate bullet points. There's nothing. Right. They're, they're just like jokes. Sure. Yeah. And so you're just but doing them all. Go for, go all for like once. more of a through line between all of them or like uh, together or make a narrative. Yeah. Because right now, like, I don't know who you are on stage. Like there's a bunch of different stuff happening, but there was some punching up and there was some punching down and there was some like cutesy things. But I was like, what about you? And there was a lot of like, there was a lot of gay stuff. I was like, there's a lot of gay stuff. I think he doth protest too much. Uh, and, I, and I feel really guilty that I didn't do th that on the strike. That was my bad. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Does, uh, do other people have... Like, um, and if you're going to talk about Philadelphia with the cheese steaks, um, that goes might nowhere, as well yeah. throw cream cheese. And you kept mentioning your girlfriend. So maybe there's a thing about, maybe that's what it is. It's like you have a girlfriend, but you're also gay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Trevor, what do you think? So great job. Um, right. Have you heard the word word conservation before? Uh, word conservation? Yeah. Just like minimize the amount of words? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah. you have some really good ideas. It just sounds very wordy yeah so i think if you're able to trim it down that may help with what pam's saying about mm. making sure you string it along together a little bit better mm. um so just rework it and try to cut out anything that isn't directly related to the punchline you're making sure that's a good that's a good thing any other hints tips people who've been in this a long time this is his first month what do you want to you want to be encouraging or something you can <laughs> or you can tell him to fuck himself uh are there any Oh, use the use a microphone. So there's one up on the stage, and then there's one over here. <laughs> you don't have to make jokes. You don't have to make jokes about like you not having bitches. Like you're a man, you're a comedian. Like of course you don't have bitches. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like none of us have bitches. You know, you don't have to make jokes like that. Just like stay away from like typical tropes. Okay. But I see where you're going. You only a month in, so do your thing. Yeah. Sweet. Other comments? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, the don't ask, don't tell thing is it's hack. It's like it's, is it? 
yeah, yeah okay. absolutely but because it's gonna I mean, happen 10 years ago but that's fine that's, yeah that's I, your that's your first i mean i'm five years in and i'm still fucking writing hack shit all the time mm-hmm. but um but you said something you said something about having asthma and flat feet like mm-hmm. instead of like making it a don't ask don't tell thing to get out of the draft if you're because ta- like talking about the draft is possibly like a, an interesting thing to be talking about right now because mm-hmm. we're in the you know of the political moment we're in globally so like um maybe just talk about like drumming up your asthma or drumming up the flat feet to try to get out of the draft like maybe that's like okay. i think draft dodging is, is it's just a it's a fun concept yeah. i've heard people talk about it but it's put your spin on it and have fun with it. Yeah. cool, cool. All right. everybody clap wildly Thank for panel mobile yay yeah. he's a month in that's incredible woo yay your next comedian she just moved to us uh, from was it New York? I can't remember now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Amy Stringer! Yay! Hello, thank you. Um, yeah, I moved here about two years ago from New York, but I'm from Palo Alto originally. Um, do you, you know when? Does anyone else have an ex uh, that emails them like every three or four months? Because that's the only method of communication where you haven't blocked them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not a sub, the email's just no subject, just a link to a Spotify song. <laughs> um, yeah. Love those Easter eggs. I don't respond to those emails because what he's doing is being emotionally manipulative, my therapist says. <laughs> but. I don't block him because he has good taste in music and he sends me catchy tunes. (laughs) Um, He was a mechanical engineer, or he is, I guess, still. Um, But he would tell me about the projects he was doing, he was working on at work and, um, you know, sometimes they would be stuff he couldn't talk about. Like he had, he had to sign an NDA where he couldn't talk about it. Um, but he did tell me about it. And so now I'm going to tell you about it because I didn't sign shit. (laughs) Um, hope he doesn't get in trouble. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah. So he was working on a nuclear blast detector and I was like, I thought to myself, I feel like nuclear blasts, are kind of hard to miss. Just continually disappointed by where my tax dollars are going. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, um, anyone else like the smell of freshly cut grass? Yeah. I read that the that smell is the grass's distress signal. So you're all enjoying the smell of a grass occur. Hey, <laughs> um, I know that's silly. All the, <laughs> all those dads in their New Balance sneakers trudging in grass, guts, you know, after mowing the lawn. <laughs> um, okay, I, I have a, I'm, I'm a little nervous to try this joke out because it's a Nazi joke, joke. Um, and I'm, so I'm sorry in advance if it doesn't go well, but, um, <laughs> Does it automatically make you a bad person or more of a bad person if you have the coloring of someone that the Nazis would look at and just be like, she's fine, she can stay? <laughs> yeah, I got, okay, a couple chuckles. Um, 
uh, I'm glad I'm getting notes. <laughs> uh, what else? I, oh, uh, in New York, um, I was, I, I got, I, I spent a lot of time in the subway. Um, thank you. I saw, um, I saw a dead guy once, just like straight up sitting on a bench with a, a, a sheet covering him and like two policemen just like standing guard. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> it was at Penn Station. And I was just like, I walked by it. And you ever have that, those times in your life where it, it seems like time just slows down and you're like, I feel like I'm going to remember this later <laughs> for, for a while. No, just me. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, thank you. <laughs> Amy Stringer, everyone! Making tragedy. Uh, all right. The dead guy. Woo! Yeah. Uh, traumatic. There's got to be something there to mine because that's obviously like a really um, arresting image that yeah. now I get to sit with. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, Thank you. My pleasure. No, um, you have really great personality on stage. Like I really like what you're doing. I think you can be more specific. You you say the song stuff, but you don't mention any songs. Mm -hmm. So there's opportunities there, I think, mm -hmm. for you to make some lists and do some misdirects, like something silly and oh, cool. that could say something about his personality or maybe like you're like maybe you have shitty taste in music and he has good but you know, you could throw band names around and there can be some funny stuff there. Okay, cool. Thank uh, you. Yeah, this is this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm thinking uh, there's the possibility maybe you could connect the uh, grass murder smell thing to the guy dying in the subway, and just like the idea that like mundane human activities are all about murder. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the idea of just like even something like kind of not like uh, inconsequential is like results in horrific death. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I thought that grass thing too, you have an opportunity for crowd work. If you say to everybody, what's your favorite smell? Mm. And then you're like, oh, you like roasted chicken? Mm. What about grass or <laughs> something? You know, like mm -hmm. not that kind of grass. I mean, I feel like it could, you can, maybe it might be an opportunity for crowd work. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, when they say, yeah, like shame the audience. Be like, <laughs> that's a fucking grass dying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. I I personally really like your stage presence. I think that it's very um, friendly and very approachable, which is fantastic. Hold on, Jared has a phone call. <laughs> um, I, one of the most important pieces of advice that anybody ever gave me for public speaking is don't apologize. And I, your material is thought out and it's good. You have no reason to apologize. Mm. You are the one driving the car. We're all the ones sitting in the car. We're going wherever you decide the car is going. So don't apologize. Take us there. Own it. Cool. Thank yeah. you so much. I like that. So I'm going to say the opposite of what Dan said. <laughs> um, honestly, so like you, I, are you, are you, this is a way too personal question. Do you consider yourself like an anxious person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we can see that. And that's yeah, good. Yeah. Like it's, well, a lot of us are, yes. uh, particularly at the beginning. Um, the funniest moment of your set for me was when you said, like, I don't like puns, but you said Grassacre, and but, but then when you dropped and you and you apologized for it, it was like I saw like I saw the pain in your eyes from it, <laughs> and it was funny. Yeah, you know, it's like because it's like I, I know a lot of a lot of people. My mom is like you, like it's you know putting you know trying to be smiley, but then every once in a while it comes out, and that shit is funny to me. <laughs> um, so I don't know how you like it, it's tough to like work that 
into a joke, mm -hmm. but like just not like the 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 letting the artifice down. You can get laughs from that, and you got to laugh from me. So, yeah. Awesome, thank you. I thought that your Nazi apology beforehand was funnier than the joke itself. <laughs> I was like, just, <laughs> just apologize, yeah. and be like, yeah, I'm sorry about sorry. that joke. It's a, it's just a Nazi joke. <laughs> but I, I thought that I thought the apology was very funny. Um, anybody else? Clap your hands in a while. Slap your like motion for Amy Stringer. Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. All right. Your next comedian, he got to do the special 10-minute set last week, and it was so great, and I'm excited that he's back. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Trevor Sherman. Yay! Hello. So my name's Trevor, but most of my friends just call me a cunt. But you are what you eat, right? No, I'm just kidding. I eat dick. Anyways, hey. just moved to San Francisco, you guys. Super excited to be here. I first got here, I really wanted to have like the real San Francisco experience, you know, so I went to this bathhouse in Berkeley called Steamworks. I saw some, some I've seen a couple of you guys there, so closet cases. Um, so I got there, I had to show my vaccination card and wear a mask the whole time. Okay, wrong virus to be worried about, first of all. And then there was a sign that says that they're looking to hire someone and to drop off a resume. Okay, what experience are they looking for on a resume for someone to work at a bathhouse? You know, like it's not like there's not enough experience with cum. Couple more years would be good. Some scrubbing. Uh, no, but I also have been going to these bars in the Castro. One of them is called Bo. I went there last Tuesday because I'm depressed. And. So I get there, they have gay porn playing on the TVs, you know, and all the gays are sitting around just watching it like they're at a sports bar, you know, you know, just like, go blue balls. <laughs> and so, and then ABBA comes on, like they all get activated when they hear Dancing Queen. They come running to the dance floor. I hear this voice. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? I look down, it's a little person. They come running to the dance floor, start grinding on their friend. Okay, if a little person is grinding on a regular sized person, aren't they just eating ass? <laughs> you know? See, yeah, it's funny, right? Uh, no, um, I actually went to this Korean spa today, you guys. I was, it was so nice. So you know those places that have like five different types of saunas? So nice. But ladies, if your man suggests to go there for a spa day, that is a big red rainbow flag. I mean flag. <laughs> you know? Sorry, a little tongue twister. Uh, no, I get there. I go to like the, like the gender section where it's like nude. It's fucking heaven, you guys. And I go into the steam room. These three military dudes are recreating the Bellagio fountain. You know? So obviously I'm just like, ah, you know? Like, <laughs> Gotta get my protein. And so my face felt amazing afterwards. Like so rejuvenated. It's amazing. Um, just went to the doctor. Um, I figured after that I should get an STD test. And I think I did really well, or at least that's what all the plus signs meant. So, you know, you two. Yeah, I've been there. Thank God for Z-Packs. Um, <laughs> 
So, no, I was at the doctor because I wanted to get put on this drug called finasteride that helps my hair grow back. But the doctor was like, well, Trevor, if you get put on that, it'll reduce your sperm count. You may not be able to have kids later on. I'm like, great, double the dose. You know, fuck them. Because we're running out of options. You know, like abortion's at risk now. Ladies, I'm sorry. Here's what we should have done. We should have taken the Supreme Court justices, put them on a bus, brought them back to my hometown, show them the kids I grew up with, and they'll never question abortion again. <sighs> so dumb. I'm planning my high school reunion, you guys, right now. It's irritating. It's so much work. I gotta book the venue, order the food, book a escort to pass as my boyfriend, you know? So much work. All right, I think that's all the time I have. Um, but I'm gonna head out, because I gotta go to a sperm bank, because I'm really hungry. So my name's Trevor. Yay, Trevor Sherman, everyone. Hooray. Um, your personality just shines the minute you're up there. That little opener, you're just like, here, here I am. And it's, that was great. It's quick. You know exactly who you are. I like that porn in the sports bar joke. I thought that was great. The word activated was really fun. That made me laugh. I don't know why. Um, but I liked all of your things. And you're, I was just like, oh, you're telling stories. I'm in. You're unique and fun. The only thing I might try to do is keep your feet planted. Like all the stuff you're doing with your hands and stuff, I really like all the energy. But I feel like maybe the the walking might be a little distracting. And if, if yeah. you just like focus on just like keeping your feet planted, it it might change things. It might change your energy yeah. a little bit. But I loved everything. Oh, and then the kids. What's wrong with those kids? What are their eyes too close together? Like they have flat backs of the head. They can't read. Like what? where are you from and what's wrong with the kids? That uh, yeah, the I Supreme think. Court justice would not... I just think you missed an opportunity to describe oh, something yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah Like yeah. to shit on the ugly people in your town or yeah. whatever no, reason. No, they weren't ugly. They're just like stupid. It's oh, like okay. The same thing. Right. So like that they... So then you want to have like some example like that they can't read and they pick their noses or they... I don't know what they do that's gross. Yeah. Or stupid. They're kind of like people who brag that they have the nicest trailer. Ooh. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and what's in the trailer? I mean, that stuff's all interesting meth, to me. Yeah. Meth! <laughs> See, then you've got the meth trailer, no, missing teeth. I mean, that's fun stuff yeah. to talk about. Uh, but I enjoy, I enjoyed your steam room story for sure. Live vicariously. Any comments, peoples? There's one up there, there's one back here. Uh, so, uh, I, I think it's okay to be gay. Um, so, no, I'm fucking with you. I, uh, so I'm queer, I'm queer myself, and, like, something we deal with at the beginning is, like, the easiest early laughs to get as queer comics are just saying gay shit, and, um, and it's, and it, it feels good to get those laughs, but it, you find out really quickly that everybody else who is also sucked a dick can get those laughs. So, the best advice I ever got about, like, writing those types of jokes is, uh, like, do you want to be a gay comic or do you want to be a comic that happens to be gay? So it's like, and it's like, you're, how long have you been doing it? Uh, a little over a year. A little over a year. Yeah, yeah, You got plenty of time to figure it out and shit. Um, but, uh, but just keep that in mind as you're writing. Like, um, challenge yourself to, like, not just write about the sexuality. And when you are writing about the sexuality, make sure you're subverting stereotypes rather than just, uh, you know, presenting them. Um, Good call. You know, uh, yeah, so... Uh, that's advice I wish I had gotten. I had similar advice that was given to me about uh, being a woman and just talking about sex, though, in general, is that he's like, you can get the easy laughs with sex jokes, but 
he was like, you're better than that. My buddy, Steve Poggi. He's like, you're a better writer. You don't always have to. He's like, yeah, you can get a laugh with a sex joke or you can like, you know, I don't know, write about, you know, just, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. But I still enjoyed what you did on stage. I was entertained. Um, Do we have other comments? Okay, clap wildly, everybody. Woo for Trevor Sherman. Yay. That's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dan Britton. Yay. The other day, I was thinking, what if Biggie Smalls was Italian-American? Instead, talked with a <laughs> talked with a really thick Italian American accent in all of his raps. This one is dedicated to all of the people that told me I never amount to a nothing. <laughs> to all of the people that call the police on me when I'm just trying to make it a money to feed my daughter. Ha, cigarette in your average, pop it and twist it in cabbage off of the instinct. <laughs> uh, love this fucking town, man, but I hate this fucking town, man. Y'all know what I mean? Like, some of the shit you see here just makes you think, like, what? And it's not, it's not the heroin addicts. It's not the, the men who just insist on walking around naked to prove some political point that I don't, that they haven't articulated to me. I moved apartments recently, and I have a window that goes right out onto the street now. And the other day, I was in my bedroom, and my girl was there. She's telling me, like, you never listen to me when I talk. But she's standing right in front of the window. And right when she says that, three Power Rangers go by my window in a triangle formation on mopeds. I don't think y'all are understanding what I saw. It wasn't just three people wearing Power Ranger costumes. You look like the guy who, who, like, you can tell, like, they were wearing Power Ranger costumes with the matching helmets. I bet that none of you were betting that these people were wearing Power Ranger costumes with corresponding color helmets, and each of them had a corresponding color moped <laughs> to go with each of their Power Ranger uniforms. There was a pink ranger and a blue ranger and a yellow ranger. And my girl is like, you never listen when I talk. I'm like, babe, Power Rangers, <laughs> hello? <laughs> and she's like, I don't give a fuck about the Power Rangers, Daniel, okay? I was like, don't you understand? They don't go into those uniforms recreationally. They would only morph if there was already an intergalactic army invading the Earth. (laughs) I must go. This is a real conversation. I'm 27 years old. This is a real conversation my girlfriend had. She said, don't follow those fucking Power Rangers. (laughs) And the Pink Ranger was there. And the girl who played the Pink Ranger in the 90s was hot as fuck. So I'm thinking maybe I should just... Hey, let's break up. I'll call you with the sappy apology in like two and a half hours after it. She was like, don't follow those Power Rangers. And at that moment, Red Ranger goes by. And I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And then I took out my tie and I tied it around my head. 
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers! Before I get out of here, I just want to tell you guys a story that I heard when I was in Georgia. It was a story that made me question everything that I knew about humanity and about society at the same time. I was there for a wedding. At the hotel that we were at, there was another wedding. And so it's me, two of the groomsmen were wearing suits. From the other wedding, there were two girls, each wearing dresses. And then there was their Uncle Dave, who went to the wedding bald with a beer belly and a Grateful Dead t-shirt tucked into his jeans. So we're talking about, oh, so what do you want to do with your life? And you know how men are just so, like, simps? They're just like, oh, cool, you want to be a hairdresser? Wow, that's inspiring, really. And Uncle Dave is like, you fellas ever put cologne on your dick? <laughs> huh? Yeah, so one time I was fucking this chick I shouldn't have been fucking. And I was trying to get the pussy smell off of my dick. So I took some of that Axe cologne spray and I sprayed it on my dick. That was the second worst burn I ever had on my dick. <laughs> what does that have to do with hairdressing, man? <laughs> All right, the, the worst burn that he ever got is a longer story, but I'll just tell you the summary now because I'm out of time and I don't like running the light. Uncle Dave was on a road trip for his honeymoon. He and his new wife stopped for lunch at a uh, street-side cafe. Five minutes down the road after lunch, She's giving him roadhead. And all of a sudden, he starts burning up, you know, getting a little, I'm tingling, what, what the fuck is this? Turns out, she had had hot habanero buffalo wings <laughs> five minutes before she sucked this guy's dick while he's driving on Interstate 52. <laughs> so he pulls over, there's a highway patrolman behind him. He gets out of the car, he's the cop's pulling the gun, and he's there with his pants down, running, Aah! And the highway patrolman's like, go to the river, go to the river. River Chugamash. Now, Uncle Dave is not familiar with Native American language. Chugamash means snapping turtle. Snapping turtle river. So Uncle Dave went and stuck his dick in the snapping turtle river in order to stop the burning. So that's, those are what I'm working on this week. Thank you. Dan Britton, yay! I I think it's great. I don't have anything. I I the Power Ranger thing is fucking phenomenal. I, I have nothing. To, uh, I love the story. It's entertaining and hilarious. I love how you said I don't like running the light. And then, then proceed to go another two minutes. Yeah, I saw a really bad one last night. It wasn't as bad. As yeah. Anyway, I run the light all the fucking time. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, um, I think the story is great of your uncle. It's just I just you're just gonna have to find a way to condense that with like all the other jokes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just good shit, man. Cool. Uh, so with the Power Rangers joke, I think it was awesome. I I, I really enjoyed the joke uh, completely. Uh, the only thing is that uh, when you're talking, when you're like yelling about your girlfriend, like what's going on out here. Uh, you mentioned the Red Ranger in the la later, but the Red Ranger is always the leader, right? So, like, what's going on? Why isn't the Red, red Ranger with them? They're lacking any leadership. Right. Uh, that might be, like, one thing you might want to add. Maybe there was a mutiny. Maybe there was a mutiny. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'll say, uh, I hadn't seen you do comedy in a while, and you can definitely see the fucking growth, dude. That was awesome. Uh, the first the first joke about, like, the Biggie Smalls Italian thing, it's so it's so stupid. I don't know how you would get into it in a regular set, but it's right. very funny. Like, it's, and I, that's the kind of shit I like, just, like, dumb shit. Like, oftentimes, I feel like in this city in particular, people forget, like, comedy can just be dumb as fuck and hilarious. Like, um, that was good. The one thing with the Power Rangers uh, story, it doesn't have an ending yet. And I want you to take that tie, and I want you to burn it, because uh, if, if you bring a tie to every fucking show you ever right. do, I'm going to strangle you with it when I right. see you, okay? Um, but uh, but it's, a, it's a good story, and you can see, like, there's a nice through line of, like, it, like it's, it's personal, because it's a conversation with your girlfriend, and it's also some crazy shit that happened while trying to have this conversation with the girlfriend. Like, there's, there's the meat of a very fucking good story there, so good shit. Cool. Clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Dan Britton! Yay! Do, 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 do. That was a good story. Uh, uh, there's suddenly there's a billion people here. That's exciting. Uh, hey, your next comedian, super funny guy. Keep paying attention, taking notes, being awesome for Ian Langlands! Yay! Gonna make your breakfast sometime. Well, then can we just hang out? I mean, What's going on, everybody? How's this? Where did this giant group come from? Where are you guys coming from? Whatever. <laughs> You're here now. Thank you. Um, I uh, I think it's crazy. DJs are interesting to me. DJs are very crazy to me. It's crazy that you can make a living off playing other people's music and being very good at it. That's kind of weird to me. Like, imagine if I came up here and I was like, are you guys ready to laugh? And then I just played George Carlin jokes out of my phone. <laughs> it really doesn't take a lot of skill. No hate if you're a DJ. Are you a DJ? You kind of look like one. Okay, God bless. <laughs> yep. All right, no more participation from you, even though I talked to you. Um, Joe Biden tweeting is so funny to me. Um, Trump tweeting makes a lot of sense. It fits his character a lot, but it's just so funny to think of Biden waking up in the morning and just being like, happy National Women's Day, and then like going on with his day. I think that's funny to me. I know he doesn't run it probably, but I like that idea. And the other day I saw he tweeted, he goes, gas prices are too high. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait, aren't you the president? Uh, I know you, I know the president can't change that directly, but he can at least get the ball rolling, right? I feel like tweeting should not be his top priority when like changing things in the country, you know? It's different if Samantha in New Jersey, who just bought a Hummer, is complaining about gas prices. But Biden, I feel like he should be doing something about it. No? You guys don't think so? I think he should. Oh, wait, I forgot the, the rest. Wait, keep laughing, actually. <laughs> That wasn't long enough. <laughs> but I like to think of Biden, like, because he tweets like that. I, I like to think that he, like, his first, like, he genuinely thinks that's going to change something. So, like, he becomes, like, a social justice warrior on Twitter. <laughs> like, he tweets, he's like, pray for Ukraine. Retweet if you agree. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, aren't you the president? Can't you actually help? <laughs> and he's like, nope. Prayer hands, heart emoji, you know? <laughs> That'd be funny. I um, 
I don't like bumper stickers. I know, hot take, really uh, divulging the crowd right now. I hate bumper stickers, it's weird to me. There's no piece of information I need to know about you going on the highway. There's nothing I need to know, nor do I care about when I look at your car, right? Like, why do I need to know that you went to the mystery spot? I don't really care. Why does everybody have that bumper sticker, okay? Is that even a real place? I think there's just a store and it only sells bumper stickers. Maybe it's a cult, I don't know what it is. But it's weird. It's just strange to me. You know, the only, like, I, I'll be driving, and I see, I, one time I saw a guy, and he made his own bumper sticker. It was just a white piece of paper with black Sharpie, and all it said was, don't deny it, it's already happened. What is that even supposed to be? I'm like having a panic attack in traffic. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. He had the option to make any bumper sticker he wanted. He started from scratch, and that's what he went with. That's crazy. He could have been like, I love puppies, but that's what he went with. That's so strange. And it tells you so much, it only tells you negative things about the driver. It's only going to tell you negative things about the driver. Like, I was driving the other day, I swear to God, this car was plastered with anime bumper stickers all around. It's like, cool, now I know you've never had sex, okay? You know, me and everyone on Highway 1 now know you've never touched a woman. So congratulations, I bet that was not your goal. Okay, thank you, that's been my time. Um, yeah. Ian Langlands, everyone! Didn't you do that joke the other day and get a laugh off of hentai porn? Uh, no, with I, the didn't anime? Anything, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. That. No. Okay, never mind. I just, I thought, I thought, then I thought I, I heard you differently last week when you did that joke. Mm. You had something, something, there was a different punchline about the, the anime stickers. Was it? Maybe but I thought, I right. thought it had it something to do. It wasn't something with anti. But I, li I liked all that mystery spot stuff. I think that's really funny. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's I can't give you comments because I love you too much. <laughs> so other people tell them things. Uh, I actually um, I actually didn't like the first part of the bumper sticker joke because that's yeah. a that's a concept like that you just you hear a lot, at, especially at open mics. Like I I feel like every everybody who's like four or five years in this or like 90 of them but yeah. i did like diy bumper sticker i had not heard of someone making their own bumper sticker before yeah. and i think that's like you had a fun punchline for it at the beginning and it's it's fun to explore because the, like the thing with like a diy bumper sticker if it's vague there's no means of figuring out what it means yeah, so exactly. like you felt like if you literally i don't like you didn't do this in real life obviously but if you play with the idea of like oh you just pull up next to him and just go what does it mean yeah 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 <laughs> like you can maybe fuck around and find something but i like uh -huh. i like that premise getting into bumper sticker stuff is tough and the the way you did it, i'm like mystery spots also like it's a it's a local reference yeah but, uh, but the i think the diy should i'm not going on tour anytime soon you so <laughs> Other other comments? Anybody else? All right, I guess. Well, clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Ian Langlands! Yay! Yay! Cool. So, where are all you young people from? You're not high school students, are you? You're all okay. Just checking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm so old. I'm so old. I thought Kanye West was an airline. So I was like these this, these young kids. I was I was just a, I was I didn't know what's going on. But that's cool. Hey, your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion. I think he just got up and walked out the door. Dan, it's you because um, Ray Khan's not here. Do you wanna Do you wanna wait? Do you want? Are you Are you okay? Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. It's okay. I'll do it. God, I, it's true that I'm not ready yet. I'm not even recording yet. Oh, my God. This will be lost to the ages. No, they'll have it on Mutiny Radio. We're making history here, guys. What's up? All right, just getting acclimated here. Do we have a lot of young people here today? Is this something? 
That could be a lot of yours fathers's, I think. Bad news. I'm a lot of yours fathers, just so you know. I recognize my seed when I see it. All right, I'm sorry. That ain't right, you guys. <laughs> no, but I am uh, 40-something, and i uh trying to date, which is kind of... It's kind of crazy. I'm not really used to it. I tried Tinder, and I noticed a lot of people, they don't want to say that they met on Tinder. I go out with them a couple times, and they're like, let's not say we met on Tinder. I don't like the way that sounds. They're like, let's say we met through friends. I'm like, do we have to go through this every time there's a new form of dating? Like 200 years ago, do women say, let's not say we met through friends. Let's say my family traded me for a goat. I feel like that sounds a lot better, you guys. Anyway, ah, see a lot of profiles. They're like, no dick pics, please. They say it right on the profile. No dick pics, please. That seems like it's aimed at exactly the person least likely to honor the request, isn't it? <laughs> you go in front of 7-Eleven and just have a sign. No robberies, please. It's weird, man, but yeah, no, no. I'm not gonna take any dick pics. I'm not, I've never taken one even. I'm afraid to even take one because I feel like one day there could be dick recognition software or something. You know the Russians could do that shit. I don't know, man. Not supposed to send dick pics. When do you think the first dick pic ever was taken? Like I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably it, five minutes after the camera was invented. Knowing knowing guys, it might have been why the camera was invented. Actually, this guy's like this woman two towns over has got to see my hog somehow. <laughs> he sets up that fucking huge camera in 1830 whatever, big mahogany camera, big like. You gotta put that shroud over his head. He's got his pants around his ankles. And here's the tricky part. He's gotta keep it erect, but totally motionless for 20 minutes. I have never done that, you guys. I've never done it. What else? A lot of people are down on the cops. I feel like there's a lot of young people here who might have a, had a lot of police interactions maybe in the front here. Is that what happened to your hand, sir? What happened to your hand? Was that a police interaction? I knew it. I know how to spot him. It's the backward hat. I don't know, dude. I'm so old. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys like the cops. A lot of people are down on the cops. I can see why, too. It seems like they forgot how to do their job. Like the 1970s, you know, they had this thing called good cop, bad cop. You ever heard of this? Like there's, there's two cops. They're partners. The first one, like, threatens you with the other one. He, like, gives you a cup of coffee. says, hey, man, let's make this easy because trust me, you don't want my partner coming in here. He's a lot meaner than me, and he's having a real tough week. It was like now, the first guy just comes in, just socks you in the face, puts you in a headlock, and goes, listen, man, you don't want my partner coming in here. He's exactly like me. He's a cop. And he's having a real average week. Thank you. I got a minute for a minute. What are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. I forgot. What, what should we do? Something. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. Uh, God, what's wrong with my... That's nah, too long. What's wrong with my mind? I forgot what I was going to do next. God damn it. Oh, I really wanted to do it too. What's important is that you know that I really wanted to do it. Not so much that you hear the joke, uh, but trust me, it was hilarious. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Anybody, anybody who's not a ginger have a comment. <laughs> Let me handle this, Pam. Okay. Let me fucking handle this. Uh, great set. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, th honestly, the, the wording on the Tinder joke is phenomenal. The, the, um, 
honor that request is like because the premise isn't like isn't like right. mind blowing, but the right. wording on it, like that's what I like about your comedy. It's there's precision oh. to the language, and it's fucking it's fun to hear it. Oh, um, the the next joke you did, what, what, the 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 picture like the frozen keeping your dick still for twenty minutes is great. Don't ask the rhetorical question up top though, because what what when Pam just answered the rhetorical question, that's what the entire audience is doing in their minds yeah. when you ask it as a rhetorical question. The answer is obvious. Yeah, yeah. that is five minutes after, but you say it as a declarative statement right, so right. that you hit a, uh, hit them with it faster. Yeah, that makes um, and last thing have you tried um being younger um, <laughs> like just be less old what do you think the beanie's all about max you're great dan <laughs> thanks hey dan as you know you're my favorite comic named dan oh. I, I just mine too um I, <laughs> I i really my favorite joke and i don't think i've heard this one before is the one of the camera take the old time camera taking the photo of somebody's dick maybe there's room for an act out there of a guy is like able to hold an erection steady for like 20 minutes and like he celebrates or maybe like because back then they had the big gunpowder right so for the flash so maybe he does that but he sets his pubes on fire in the process or something like that <laughs> okay just sure. you know you could take it one step further but it's great absolutely. where it is absolutely thanks buddy Hey Dan, uh, I liked your facial expressions. They're pretty good. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was very between two ferns. I just want to say I disagree. Okay. I don't think Thank they're pretty good. Thank you. Thank Clap you, your hands together, man. everybody, for Dan Lewis. <laughs> All right. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited that he's here. He's one of my favorite in the city. Clap your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. Yay! Hey, guys. I uh, I live by a lake, and a lot of people are like, well, that's cool. And I'm like, it's in Oakland. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Uh, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I live by Lake Merritt. I was walking around the other day, and I walked past this old man. I was having like a great day, and this old man, just under his breath, as I walk by, he just goes, hmm. Looks like your skateboarding days are over. <laughs> it's like, have you just had a good day immediately ruined? <laughs> this guy took one look at me. He's like, looks like you've shredded your last half pipe, Tony Hawk. He's <laughs> like, I can hear those knees pop from here. I'm like, oh, God, no. It's like just a horrible feeling. And I was like, is this some kind of East Bay policy that nobody told me about? It's like, oh, we can live in Oakland, but every once in a while, an old man will tell you you're going to die. <laughs> it's like, all right, fair enough. It's good. Uh, I, uh, what's it? I, I do live in Oakland. Uh, one of my favorite things in Oakland is, is do you know who Ann Fong is? Are you guys? Yes. Okay. So the people, the other people live in Oakland, say some nods. So for those of you that don't know, that don't get out there, there's a, a Vietnamese attorney named Ann Fong who has her billboards literally everywhere, and it has a fun little little thing. It goes, uh, there's something wrong, call Ann Fong, which is like nice, right? It's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Call Ann Fong if I get in trouble, that's sick. But I found uh, in my neighborhood, there's a, there's a neighborhood in Oakland where in someone's infinite wisdom, somebody has erected two Ann Fong billboards directly across the street, staring at each other. <laughs> I don't know who the marketing genius is that did this, but it's it creates the perfect illusion of Ann Fong not knowing who to call when something's wrong, right? Just like Ann Fong just in the mirror like, something's wrong, call Ann Fong, who, who do I call? Yeah, it's beautiful, it's fucking amazing. 
I uh, watched uh, the new Batman movie. You guys like that movie? Yeah, cool. There we go. It's good. It's three hours of Batman. It's a lot of Batman. The cool thing is, like, every every Batman movie has to get grittier, you know? That's why in this one, it's like, Bruce Wayne's parents weren't just murdered. He's also fingered. <laughs> no, no, he didn't He didn't get fingered in this one, but it would be cool for the next installment. That's that's all the only way they can go. The other thing, too, is they, you know, the Joker was evil. He's the most evil one, so now they got to make every villain super evil, right? Because, like, the Riddler is the villain in this one, and he's, like, you know, he's the, has the same power as, like, a child that asks too many questions, right? The Riddler's power is like, why, why, why? It's like, shut up! Shut the fuck up! You're annoying! But, like, the, my favorite thing they did, and this is in the trailer, it's not spoiling anything, but there's a scene in the movie where the Riddler's in a, in a cafe and the cops arrest him, and the cool thing is the camera swoops into the coffee cup, and you sh- see inside the coffee cup, and inside the coffee is a little, a little question mark foam art design the Riddler made. So you know it's the Riddler, and you're like, Yo, I know the the Joker was fucked up, but the Riddler knows foam art? Are you fucking for real? That's how devious and fucked up this dude is? He's a barista at Starbucks, you know? Like, that, it makes sense in hindsight, because you're like, of course, what does a billionaire hate more than organized labor? This movie makes so much more sense. Bruce Wayne just wants to punch a Starbucks worker in the face. It's like, fuck you! You will not! Not on my watch! Uh, what's it? I was I had to ride public transportation for the first time in a while. And I sat next to this old woman, and uh, I let my legs go a little too far astray. I was committing the act of manspreading. I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry, right? So my legs hit this old woman, and she, I'm like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I was manspreading. I didn't mean to." And this lady looks back at me and goes, "What is manspreading?" I'm like, "Are you gonna fucking make me mansplain manspreading to you, you old whore?" No, I'm sorry. Anyway, thank you guys. I'm John. Joe Gallagher, everyone. That was really funny. Uh, Your next comedian. uh, Our list is a little bit funky, so we're going to the to the wait list. And uh, I'm so excited that she's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Maria Deplutis. Is it still on? No, no, no. Take it with you. There we go. All right. I'm going to keep my mask on because only one person is wearing a mask. Thank you for wearing a mask. I always have to use my own mic because half the comics I know eat ass. I don't judge. I'm just not down with that secondhand butthole bacteria. Okay. I didn't know it was going to be going up so soon. I was on the wait list, so I smoked some weed. I do that 
often because I like to take the high road. And it's really, yeah, I know, it was a cheap one. It's really hard to, to be the bigger person completely sober. So here I am. I'm autistic, or as neurotypical people like to call it, annoying. It's okay, it's okay. I know this about myself. I like to ask a lot of questions. And apparently it's offensive to want to try to understand things. It's fine. It's fine because as I've already covered, I'm very high functioning. <laughs> Function best when high. <laughs> and I'm talking like airplanes, mountaintops, penthouses, like real high. Also the weed helps. It always helps. No, I want to talk about something. Did anyone here ever been called a Karen? No? No one? No one? You have. No, hypothetically. No, you've been called a... Like, in real life, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> so you, you were being a Karen, is what you're saying. That was... You reprimanded a kid for yeah. pulling his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Ago, yeah. yeah. All right. That was pretty Karen-y. And then the kid called you a Karen? Well, my next nice. Yeah, that was a good friend. Your friend was right. So has anyone here ever called someone a Karen? No one? I don't believe that. Yeah. Or it's through the internet. That seems to be the way things are done these days. You have. Yeah, and they probably deserved it. Yeah. So you guys see people keep talking about like the word Karen, like is it is it racist? Is it sexist? Is it prejudice? You're familiar with this debate that's happening on the internet, possibly in real life. I don't know. But it's happening on the internet, right? And I don't know. Is it those things? Maybe, probably, but who cares? All I know as a recovering Karen is it's nice to finally have someone else's name to put to it. <laughs> no, we didn't like the Karen one. All right. That's, that's wise. Yeah, I need to wrap this up. Can you think of anything funny to say, Maria? Nah, probably not. But I'll keep trying. Any immigrants in here? Yeah. We got a few. I am too, surprise. <laughs> I know you wouldn't think it looking at me, but I, I grew up here in the Bay. I'm also from Greece, a country best known for olive oil and butt sex. Do we have any ESL people here? The immigrant people, like people who learn another language first? Yeah, one. It's an interesting thing, right? When you speak one language at home. What language did you grow up speaking? Spanish, yeah. That one's a bit more common out here than Greek. Here, when they don't know what something means, they literally say it's all Greek to me. So I'm just a confusing enigma. But uh, I've been trying to get more connected with my cultural heritage of being Greek, so I filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, all right. I knew that one would work, which is why I chose to end on that. Well, that probably would have been wise, but instead I'm going to end on this. What did the Terminator chicken say before crossing the street? I'll be back. All right. Bye, guys. Maria de Plutus, everyone. Maria de Plutus, woo. Uh, your next comedian just walked in the room. Everybody put your hands together for Ray Khan. Yay. Woo. 
Pete. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing? Oh, is everybody feeling good? Yeah, it's a big room tonight. I like it. Monday, huh? Everybody came out for comedy. This is great. Um, everybody feeling good? Feeling good, everybody? Pretty good? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Uh, where are my ladies at? Everybody give it up at ladies? Everybody make some noise? Cool. All right. Where are my men at, huh? Where are my boys at? Yeah, cool. Wow, a tepid response. Uh, where are my six foot, six foot four Pakistani uh, men at, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wh whose mom only wanted to become a doctor growing up? Yeah, marry a, marry a Muslim woman. Yeah, memorize the Quran, huh? Yeah, have many brown babies at. Anybody? Okay, cool, cool. Party of one. That's all right. I can represent, no problem. Um, I was, I married a white woman. That's an appropriate response. I like that. Yeah, total dead silence. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, I married a white woman. It's great. We've been married for 25 years. Okay, cool. That's good, too. Uh, we have three children. We have three white children. They're not brown at all. They have white skin, blonde hair, and blue eyes. They look nothing like me. It's brutal. It is brutal, man. Every time I go to Trader Joe's, I can see people checking out their phones looking for Amber Alerts. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. I'm paying for them groceries, right? Makes it sting paying a little bit for groceries, right? It's like I'm buying corn for children of the corn. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, my God. Uh, my kids look like the mailman's mailman. Yeah, that's how far away they look from me. Every year, I take a picture. You know, we take that classic holiday card, right? Take a picture around the tree. It's me and my kids and my white wife with blonde hair and blue eyes. And I look like a Bangladeshi uh, family uh, diversity hire. It's awesome. It's great. It's great. Like, oh, cool. They got one of those. That's nice. They got one of those. That's really sweet of them. Great. Great. Um, my wife has a very specific complaint about me in bed. And it's not what you imagine. Uh, it's, uh, it's really, you know, she's like, listen, Ray, you know, you're, it's great. Everything's fine. Um, the problem is it's just so boring. You say the same thing over again. It's always just yes, yes, yes. I love it, man. It's great. I feel like I'm an improv troupe. Yes, yes. Could you just mix it up? Say something different. Anything. I'll take it. I'm like, all right, cool. Bet. Next time, I'm like, all right, cool. Here we go. How about yup? Yeah, yup. Ooh, yup. Yup. Yuppers. Yuppers. Oh, yeah. And I morph into okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Um, by all means. 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 And then I end up with the big old righty ho. Righty ho. Righty ho. Righty ho. Righty ho. Righty ho. And then I'm down. It's over. And then I make her a sandwich because I'm a good man. That's right. That's right. Um, Listen, uh, the, I'm glad we're out. I'm, we're, we're, it's it's post-pandemic, I think, kind of, whatever. And uh, we're having a good time together. We're here together tonight. It's good. Um, for two years, I was really scared of catching COVID, right? And what they say the whole two years, they're like, hey, man, don't touch your face, Ray. Don't fucking touch your face. You touch your face, and you're going to get the vid, man. Just The virus is going to hit you. Next thing you know, you're going to be prone on a ventilator. Don't touch the face. You know what I did? I didn't touch my face for two years. For two years. You know what that does to a man if you haven't touched your face for two years? My head turned into a huge clitoris. 
Yeah, it was like a massive erogenous zone, man. I finally found it, by the way. I was like, ooh, yeah. She got that forehead. Oh, man, what you been doing for the last 24 months, baby? It looks like you've been keeping up well. Oh, 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 oh. Where'd you get that bump, you mysterious man? Oh, shit, all right. Oh, cool. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I feel a cheekboner. Hell, yeah. Give me some chin, baby. Give me some chin. That's right, I paid for this dinner. Hey, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Monday night. Appreciate it. Yay, Raycon. Yay, yay, yay. For Ray, Ray, Ray. Yay. By all means, your next comedian, we're skipping down the list, but she's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Riley Shenyo. Hi, everyone. What's up? My name's Riley. Um, thank you. Uh, so today I got a tattoo. Uh, yeah, um, so I frantically, I was very, very nervous about this tattoo. I wanted a specific tattoo, and uh, my friend's like, you down for this one? Like, the, you know the hearts that say, like, mom on them? I was like, I want that. She's like, what name do you want in there? And I blanked, and so you know what I said? I said my own name. <laughs> <laughs> so right now I have a tattoo of my own name on my arm. <laughs> Blacked out, <laughs> blacked out. Oh my God, she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes. <laughs> this is real, um, I am not joking, but if ever anyone wants to see it, it's a real tattoo. It looks nice too, but it's good to know that if I forget how to spell my name, it's right there. <laughs> oh God, uh, she, the best is too, she's like, are you sure you don't wanna do it for your mom or your dad? I'm like, fuck them. <laughs> this one's for me, this one's for the home squad. Um, it does make me feel kind of badass, I'm not gonna lie, but it also is quite confusing because someone did ask me my name today and saw the tattoo and I was like, yeah, oh God, you don't know me like that, this is <laughs> fucked. Oh God, but how's everyone's day going? How are you guys doing? Clearly one person's doing great. You, you gave me a half-ass yay, so are you good? Are you guys, are you guys from the Bay or? Where are you guys from? That's the most San Jose response. It's like, you from the Bay? They're like, God, out there sucks. All we do is fucking eat. That's it. And then come here. Um, <laughs> but, oh, that's awesome. You guys are just visiting and stuff. This is probably the biggest crowd I've ever seen here. I walked in and did not think this was Mutiny Radio. So, but, um, so I'm actually half French, half Japanese, which basically means everyone thinks I'm Mexican, <laughs> which is pretty dope. And you know who tells me that the most? Asian people. Asian people love to remind me that I'm Mexican. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, but I have, one of my parents is like super supportive and like loving, just like go accomplish your dreams. And the other one hates that I'm unemployed. And I want you to put into perspective which parent is which. Yes, my father is the white one that is supportive, happy and loving, and my mother is not, woo. Um, you know that statistically, 90% of like half Asian, half white relationships are white dads. I'm joking, I made that up. But <laughs> it sounded pretty true though. I said that to someone once and they literally told someone else. I'm like, stop telling that. Like that's a joke, like that's not a real stat. You're white too, stop saying that. Um, but growing up like half white, half Asian, but looking super white is like quite confusing for people to the whites and the Asians apparently, my two people that I rely on. Um, all of them literally do not believe me 
it was to the point where growing up in the uh, in San Francisco, there's called this thing called the Asian Basketball League. If anybody knows, you have to be a certain percentage of Asian to play basketball as a kid out here. Real thing. Um, I literally had to bring my mother and a birth certificate because I looked like a white fucking, who's the, t like, who's the guy from Harry Potter that's really, really tall? Hagrid, thank you. I, there's always one person in the room that knows a little bit more about Harry Potter than everyone else, and you did not hesitate on that one. But I looked like fucking Hagrid growing up, and just imagine me compared to all like the tiny little Asian girls next to me. They're like, who the fuck brought this one? But all right, that's my time. If anybody wants to see my tattoo, I'm outside. Woo! Ooh, Riley! Shenyo, that's great. Yay! Thank you. Um, and the king, king party of three, they're still not here. Correct. And is Ta is Tonzin here? Tonunzi. Hi. Uh, it's your turn. You're up next. Hey, put your hands together, everybody. She's new to the room, and she did the thing with the microphone earlier, so that was really sweet. Uh, for Tonunzin. Yay. All right. Hello. <laughs> How's everybody's day? Good. Woo. All right. How's everybody's months been? How's 2022 treating you all right? Okay, my start has been really rough. I'm broke, I'm fucking depressed, but I'm dipping my toes back into dating. <laughs> that's been really bad too. Um, but never as bad that I have to download a dating app. Like, that's fucking awful. <laughs> but I understand that dating apps aren't going away. You know, Some of you kind of look upset by that, like a little offended. If you're on a dating app and it's not going great, maybe you should get some game. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, the whole entire world's using them, like right now, as I'm up here talking to you guys, Russian soldiers are hitting up Ukrainian women. You wanna know something crazy? They're actually getting dates. Like how toxic do your local men have to be for you to be like, you know what? I think I'll go on a date with the guy that just blew up my church last week. <laughs> um, I know, it was a little dark, sorry. <laughs> and uh, it got me thinking a little bit more, like what if San Francisco was invaded? Could we actually handle that? Could Todd in a Patagonia vest who has to rip a bong before he can emotionally handle his nine to five, do you think he would take on Vladimir who wrestles bears in the snow in his underwear for fun? No, I don't think so. <laughs> or me, I can't even go a single week without wondering if it was the couscous or the quinoa that made me bloat and ruin my girlish figure. <laughs> we don't have real problems here, okay? We don't have problems and we have it so good that we have to invent our own problems. Like last week I was watching a video of this girl and she was like, I remember when I used to go running at 6 a.m., survive on green smoothies, green powders, and colonics. And I was like, hey, it's me. <laughs> then she was like, but then I realized it was orthorexia. And I was like, hold up, what's orthorexia? Apparently it's the obsession with eating healthy and it's considered an eating disorder. <laughs> Eating healthy is not a problem, guys. I'm sorry, but if a carrot gives you anxiety, you should be fucking committed. <laughs> okay? Um, and if we do get invaded, there's no way we're surviving because if Putin brings the gulags, the orthorexia bitches are going to be the first to go. All right. Thank you. Yay! Yay! Tonin, that was your first time ever doing stand up. Clap it up again. That was your first time ever. Yay! Yay! That was great for your first time. I was your that's wow, congrats, yay! Thanks for doing it here, yay! Your next comedian just walked in the room, put your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans! Yay! Woo, that's close. Thank you very much, Pam. Thank you, everybody. How's it going? What's going on? 
Fuck yeah. All right. Great enthusiasm. Loving it. Energy is high. Fuck. I smoked too much weed before this. That's great. Um, that's cool. You know, I've just been hanging out with my eight-year-old nephew, so got to smoke weed before that. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kind of, I mean, I'm kind of, I don't smoke weed with him. I smoke weed beforehand because if you hung out with eight-year-olds, they're, um, they have very bad weed, you know? They're not, their weed sucks. Uh, no. No, he's very apt. Thank you for the late clue in there, <laughs> Jared. Appreciate it. You okay? It's all right. Um, anyway, the thing is you might not know about kids today, although some of you look like you are kids today, um, is that their cartoons uh, suck. They're horrible cartoons. They're all educational. They're, they're supposed to like, they're moralistic. I don't know. Does that matter? I just don't think it's going to make a difference in his life, you know? I mean, sure, it seems like that when you're a kid. You're like, friendship is the only thing that matters now, you know? And then you masturbate once, and it's like, this is all that matters now. This is it. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm busy. You know? Like, that's your life changes. They don't agree. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I just, I can't, like, I just don't think the writers get it, you know? Like, it doesn't make a difference. Like, nobody's in college, like, getting offered Molly and sex and is like, but what would Paw Patrol think, you know? Like, seriously, it's not affecting their lives. By the way, if you don't know Paw Patrol, I think, does everybody know that cartoon? Yeah? Well, not really a cartoon. It's digital. Anyway, it's five dogs and a small boy responsible for an entire city's emergency services. That city is fucked. Are you serious? Dotson can't save you from a fire. Are you sitting? No. Anyway, um, I'm from Texas. Thank you. We're doing God's work. Um, and uh, the thing is, like, I'm not religious, but a lot of people there are, as you can probably imagine. You've seen the news. Anyway, um, the, it means that I've had to, like, date a lot of religious people. And every time I've dated someone who's religious, she's always trying to, like, you know, convert me into like a devout Christian and they just keep trying. I tell you the last woman I dated was religious. I did pray a lot. I'll say that. I was like, please let the condom work for the love of God. <laughs> Holy shit. This is not the state to be in. Um, yeah. She at one point she said, if you don't start going to church with me, I'm going to break up with you. And that was the first time I said, praise Jesus. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was looking for a way out. Honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, I actually in, in co like my freshman year of college, I, I went out on two dates with this, with this girl and, uh, she was super, I mean, she was so Christian. It was ridiculous. She told me evidently that, uh, she did say one thing I thought was weird. She said premarital sex is evidently okay with her church. Uh, if it's anal, that's was I was like, um, I'm good. Thanks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. All right. That's fucking fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, trying new shit. What? Why not, right? Um, everybody vaccinated? No? Okay, cool. That's my crowd. Non-vaccinated people. I was hoping for it. Yeah, this? Yeah, anti-vax crew over here? Hell yeah. A little bit? Maybe? Leaving me guessing? I like it. All right. <laughs> I like a little mystery, you know? Um, yeah, I got vaccinated, and that's kind of a miracle, because I have family members trying to actively convince me Nancy Pelosi is a lizard person, you know? So... It's like I did, but I did it. And it just, my uncle was like, it's gonna, it's gonna, they're gonna sterilize you, man. They want to take over the earth. I was like, where's the negatives? I don't, <laughs> I don't want kids, you know? Like, anyway, there's more to that, but I'm out of time. Have a great night, everybody. Kelly Evans, everyone. 
Nancy Pelosi. I didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister. Uh, you're... I like your Nancy Pelosi joke. All right, um, we're like, the list is all funky, and Jason, you just walked in. I don't know if you want to wait a second and have me put up Ernest, or if you are okay to go now. He'll wait. You're an ex-comedian, so we're like, we've skipped down the list. We're at Ernest, and then, yeah. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ernest Evangelista! Yay! Hey, guys, how you guys doing? Cool, my name is Ernest Evangelista. Nice to meet you. Uh, I know what you guys are thinking, and yes, it's true. I was one of the kids that Michael Jackson touched in the early 2000s. Hey, don't laugh. I was telling you guys something very personal. First off, did you guys ever get to pet a monkey before and ride a roller coaster and have sex with a long-haired white lady at the same time? No, then shut up. Okay, um, how are you guys doing? Cool. Um... You, I should do a joke. What's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing the condom. Okay, you guys don't like that. You guys don't recycle. Okay, um, I'll do it again, but louder. Hey, guys, what's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing my girlfriend. Okay. She doesn't like it, but I like it because I'm a cuck. Um, I get hard that way. Um, what's the best part of a threesome? Getting pegged by my girlfriend. You guys don't like butt stuff? You guys don't like butt stuff. We're in San Francisco. You guys never shove things that vibrate up your butt. You never shove the iPhone 11 up your ass and try to get your friends to FaceTime you? That's what these kids call a booty call. Yeah, this guy FaceTime. He remembered. Um, booty call. Yeah, you guys don't do that on Tinder or Grinder or anything. Okay, whatever. Um, am I canceled? Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm canceled. Um, speaking about canceled, you guys fans Joe Rogan? Yeah, cause he's race. He also said racist things like the N word, but also he said that he watched the movie The Planet of the Apes in a black neighborhood, probably Compton, and said it was like. The movie The Planet of the Apes. But ironically, think about this. Isn't Joe Rogan from Planet of the Apes? Isn't he Caesar, right? And he took like DMT and he was like, I want to host Fear Factor now and watch these monkeys fight. Okay. Um, you know what else I blame Joe Rogan on? Abortions. You guys know in Texas it's very hard to get abortion. It's like six weeks and you can't get it anymore. And ever since Joe Rogan moved to Texas, a lot of douchey celebrities moved to Texas it wasn't the right type of celebrity to help you with your abortion. You know who would have been a great celebrity to help you with your abortion? David Blaine. Think about this. I seen David Blaine take the ace of spades out of his mouth. Imagine what he could do with the embryo. And for my next trick, miss, miss, you say you're pregnant? You're pregnant? Check your pockets. <laughs> Check your pockets right now. Embryo. Okay. I'm definitely canceled. You guys don't like magic abortions? Harry Potter fans, am I right? You know they definitely did abortions in Harry Potter. They were like 16 years old. And you know which house was it? Probably Slytherin, am I right? Slytherin, slither out. Wingardian Levy embryo. All right, guys, have a good night. Ernest Evangelista, everyone. Hooray! 
All right. I'm excited. We're moving right along. Excited for your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping, everybody. It's Jason King. Yay! Yeah, make it loud for yourselves, everybody. How's it going, G? It's been a while. Mm. They heard that on the mic. All right, cool. Awesome. I've been putting the people in my building in racist jail. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but uh, I live in a pretty nice building, but because of my skin tone, the people in my building assume that I'm the doorman. Uh, and so, you know, being the nice guy that I am, I guide them into a closet that doesn't open from the inside. Then once they're in there, I quickly shut the door and I go, welcome to racist jail, bitch. They'll be in there. They're like, how long have you been in here? And they'll be like, I've been in here since I called him the Uber Eats guy. <laughs> Doorman will be in the back like, ugh, I've been in here since I thought he was visiting someone else. <laughs> it's their fault. I blame them. You know, I, like I wear the same clothes all the time. Like how often do you see a doorman with a soccer jersey and a baseball cap? <laughs> okay, cool. Tried some new additions. It's whatever. I, um, let's see what I, I, I just learned that there are 16 million, uh, apparently there are 16 million uh, Mormons. You know, did you know that? It's kind of wild. Here's what I also learned. Some of the first Mormons were Samoan. And now I know why there's 16 million Mormons. <laughs> These people were opening up the door to a 500-pound dude like, Jesus Christ! And he was like, yeah, and John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've learned. If you want to get your religion to spread, you got to go to the dangerous people first, you know? So like the Europeans did in Africa, they were like, Hey, you guys want some Jesus? And they were like, we, we have our own. We have our own gods. We're good. And then they were like, click, click. And they were like, Jesus is the captain now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, let's see. I was at a reggae party, and I met some Samoans. This is a Samoan-heavy set. I just want, just want everyone to know. It's a 500-pound yeah, heavy set. Uh, a heavy set set. Um, but I was at a party, and uh, I learned that Samoans like to like uh, party to chill music which is great because I feel like they would ruin hype concerts, you know? Could you imagine going to a System of the Down concert and you get caught in a mosh pit with 20 people that look like The Rock? Or 20 people that look like The Rock is in their stomach? <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of wild, you know? Yeah, I forgot how the rest of this goes. What's next? Fuck! <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, if, if, you, if you jump in there voluntarily, you know, you'll probably die if they play Chop Suey. You know, if you go in there, it's like a, that's a self-righteous suicide if you, if you do it yourself. If your friend pushes you in there, you'll be on the ground with, like, broken legs. You're like, why have you forsaken me? You know, then a fucking Simone will come up to you and be like, bro, bro, let me pray for you. John Smith. <laughs> All right, stupid joke. It's fine. Um, let's see. I uh, I got my foot run over by a dude in a wheelchair recently. <laughs> the timing of that horn is always so funny. <laughs> um, but I, I got my foot run over by a dude in a wheelchair, and I wanted to be upset, but I realized I couldn't, you know? Because it's like tripping over a dude's, like, peg leg, you know? Like, hey, man, like, watch your leg. Oh. <laughs> All right, stupid, 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 stupid. All right, <laughs> let's see what else I want to do. What do I want to try? I um, this is gonna sound bad. I recently had sex with a a lobbyist for Blue Lives Matter. 
Yeah. Um, but she was also hearing disabled, so I'm just hoping she didn't hear what they were saying. All right, guys, my time. <laughs> Peace out. Jason King, everyone. All right. We've got a solid show still coming up for you. Next comedian, put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay. Okay, here we go. Oh, boy. Hello. Okay, here it is. I, um... Uh, you guys, you guys know how people say uh, opposites attract. I feel like that only ever applies uh, to personalities. No one ever applies that to physical attraction. If you'd ever see someone who's like a beautiful person with a hunchback, you're like, oh, opposites attract. You know, I guess is the okay. That's the first attempt at a joke, and it went swimmingly. So let's see here if I have any other ideas. Uh, I went to uh, a strip club for the first time recently. Um, my my buddy he presented it as like a spur of the moment thing. He was like, "Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be crazy, you know? Would it be so fun and crazy if we did this." Uh, and then when we went, uh, everyone who worked at the strip club knew him personally, and I was like, "I feel like this wasn't a spur of the moment. I, it just feels like more routine." If you ask me, uh, everyone was like, "Hey," I was like, and he was like, oh, "Okay, it was a big deal." And uh, and we sat at the at the front row of the strip club. We were we were right up by the strippers, uh, which is too close, uh, because honestly, like I get if you sit further back, you could see a full person, and you're like, oh, that's yummy, or I don't know what you're supposed to think, but you're like, oh, that's what what a nice, beautiful person. Uh, but when you're too close, all you could see is like just individual body parts. And it's not, it loses the, because I was just staring into the, this woman's anus, uh, and all I could think was, uh, gross. I, uh, I don't know, that's where the poop comes from. So, I, I said that to my friend in the moment, uh, and he said, I knew you'd be the worst person to take to a strip club. And that person is sitting in this room as we speak. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I mentioned that part. Yes. I also, I got a, uh, I got a, I was in it for the whole, I'm, I'm a big experienced person, so I was like, I'll, I'll try the full experience, so I was offered, um, uh, I was like, I'm going to get a dance, like a personal dance, uh, and I asked, how much for a, a private dance, they told me, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not in it for the experience, uh, that was too much, it was too much money, but then she was like, but there, you can get a floor dance, where like, I just, where, where you stay right on the open floor, uh, but the difference is, is, uh, I don't touch you. So I just, I just like mime dance over you. Uh, and it, it, it's, uh, it's awkward. It's, uh, cause I get it. It's, you know, she, she just kind of went like, and it, it turns out a lot of, uh, uh sexual chemistry. It, it does involve touch. That, that's a big part of it. Of just, of someone pretending it's, I don't know. It was weird. I just I couldn't help myself but make like conversation, but I'm not good at it. Wasn't sexy. It was just like, ooh, so you get a lot of uh, tips working here, or how's that? Uh, okay. It's... And then I guess I was looking weird because she went what, and I was like what, and she was like what, and then we just said what at each other like four times, and then she walked away. So that was the end of that and that bit. Um. I, uh, 
I found I, for no reason, assume I'm going to be good at every new thing I try. Am I alone in this of, like, yesterday I I played kickball, and, and people in this room can vouch. Uh, turns out I'm not good at kickball. And, uh, and I was so confident. I bought a kickball. That's how confident I brought it. I organized the game. That's how confident I was. I was like, I'm going to crush it. And I factually, not even debatably, was the worst player on my team. I to the point that I think I ruined the game for the rest of my the the score. It wasn't even it was double digits difference, and I was the reason that that it was fifteen to eight. Yeah, but it was literally it was four to it was four to fifteen, and then I went to the bathroom, and my team scored eight points when I wasn't played. I don't know, I just assume every, I, th I tried whittling, thought I'd be good at that. Turns out it's not easy. I just, okay, I don't know. Uh, that's not really going anywhere. Okay, that's my time. I've been Ian. Yay. Yay, Ian Levy, yay. Yay. All right. Okay, so we have a couple comedians left, and we do have time for everyone, and I'm glad you're all here. And I can, um, the order, here we go. Uh, we've got Chris, and then it'll be Orion, then Kyle, then Jared, then Brandon. Uh, and then me, if people stay. Uh, but put your hands together right now for Chris Western. Yay! Good evening. Uh, I'm not very political, but I would like to talk about these gas prices. You know, I like inflation just like the next guy. You know, I like inflatable beds, inflatable balloons, inflatable dates. Okay. <laughs> These gas prices, something else. Thanks, Putin. No. Has anyone noticed that uh, Joe Biden does a great Gary Busey impression? No, just me? Okay. <laughs> it's going great. Can't believe I gave up watching my wife on a date for this. Thank you. One laugh. That's good. Uh, if you can't tell, I, I am a guy who likes to live dangerously. I never wear condoms. God had wanted me to have something covering the tip of my dick, he would have given me a foreskin. Uh, that being said, I do have a couple kids because of that policy. Oh, they're great. Blessings. Uh, I was almost late coming here because of them. So they're getting older, and I had to put them to sleep first. And it's getting harder and harder to choke them out, you know. No, that's not true. They live with their mom for a good reason. Uh, <laughs> But it's great. I, they're actually mixed kids. Uh, I love having mixed kids. They're a little too um, pale to say the N-word, but they're way too athletic to get white privilege. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they're very creative kids. My, my son was um, making a statue of me when I came home the other day. Then I realized we don't have brown Play-Doh. That's a shit joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, if you can tell, I love all the ethnics. Um, all of them are pretty cool, except for the damn Irish. Am I right? Uh, a couple of mixed here tonight, huh? Uh, I should tell you, uh, full disclosure, I took an Ancestry DNA test and found out I'm part Irish, so I'm very disappointed. But it does explain why I like to drink so much and enjoy pickpocketing, why I don't have a job. Uh, uh, Anyways, uh, can I ask a question? Does anyone here sleep naked? No, uh, white guy right there. No, it's a good good way to sleep, you know. I, I get hot at night because of the night terrors. 
Okay, but uh, I also dress naked or sleep naked uh, in case someone breaks in my house, you know. I want to be ready. I can't pass up another opportunity, you know. Um, does anyone do voices when they masturbate? So it's like you're having sex? Just me? Uh, okay. Well, this is going good. It's good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Jews. Oh, that's the punchline. <laughs> I'm actually a big fan of Israelites, you know. Not a, lot of, not a lot of people like them, but I do. They got great delis. A little overpriced, but what can a goy do? Uh, <laughs> that was that was my killer joke. It didn't go well. Uh, I just want to ask you if, uh, yeah, uh, I'll just end with this. Um, so I was taking a shit before I came on stage, and. Uh, you know, I'm a cheap guy, so I, I had to blow my nose. So I used the same toilet paper I blow my nose with to wipe my ass. But then my finger broke through, and then I spent 10 minutes questioning my sexuality. Oh, God bless. Chris Western, everyone. Yes. All right. Uh, your next comedian. I'm excited, to, excited that he's here. I'm excited to bring him up. Put your hands together for Orion Levine. Yay. Yeah. What's up? Man, hell yeah. This is great. Um I I get I, I get high every every day. Um thank you Pam. Um I get every single day right before I go to work, not cuz I want to, but because I was high on the first day. So for continuity purposes, uh, uh if I show up sober, they'd be like, "Wait a minute. Why is this guy all of a sudden a good employee?" Um yeah, and the thing about working with kids is um, they, they're horrible. Um, I thought I wanted to work with kids until I started working with kids, and I'm pretty sure I'd like to kill a kid. Uh, not any not any kid, that kid specifically. Uh, no, just kidding. I'd like to kill Tristan. Um, Tristan sucks. Uh, he's the worst. I don't think you should be able to even name a kid Tristan. I think that should be against the rules. By naming a kid Tristan, you're basically being like, hey, this one's not going to contribute. Um, right? It's never it's never a good thing. It's never been the Declaration of Independence signed Tristan. You know what I mean? That's not a thing. Um, but there are three types of Tristans. I've thought about this a lot. you got Tristan, Tristan, and Pete Davidson. Um, there's a few types. So, yeah, people who side with Kanye... You've never dealt with a Tristan, okay? Either that or you're Tristan. Um, cool, but um, no, all jokes aside, that'll be my last joke. Um, I uh, I met his parents. I met Tristan's parents, and it, it all clicked together for me because, you know, I'm a child of divorce, and I could recognize divorce when, when I say I could recognize a tattered family, a family in tatters. That's what that means. And um, I saw it there. I saw the pain in their eyes, and I I saw you know the 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 disjunction is that a dysfunction, and um, I saw it and I felt it because I'm I come from that too. So all of a sudden I found myself empathizing with this kid, you know, and it's not fuck Tristan, it's fuck his parents who, for lack of a better word, are Tristans themselves, and um, so. I it's just kind of changed my perspective and I had this moment and I tried to communicate with that to him um, on the playground which is where he hangs out and uh, we just you know we just had a moment where I, I tried to share with him I'm like hey Tristan you know you're you're okay man like it's gonna be okay it's not your fault I'm here I'm here for you if you ever need to talk or you need any kind of support I'm here for you buddy and then he called me gay and hit me in the face with a basketball and 
So I killed him. Um. All right. Cool. No, it's good to be here, though. This is a good... I love Mutiny. It's always a good time. It's a good show. Always a good show. We do some bad shows as comics. I did a private gig. Not to brag, I did a private gig for my family. And they hated the show. Tough crowd, super white. And they hated the show. They had two notes. They said I was too dirty and ruined Thanksgiving. But um, still got paid. Stole 100 bucks out of my aunt's purse. So, no, that's a joke. I love my aunt. It's her sister. I can't fucking stand. But... Um, my parents are cool though. I had a weird childhood. We had a really weird childhood. I, I spent a lot of time overseas. I grew up overseas. I, I grew up in Africa. Most of my childhood in Africa. True story, which had its ups and downs. I'd say the downs were that my parents let me join track and field. So yeah, if you want to ruin the confidence of a 12 year old white boy, make him race a few Kenyans. It'll happen. Um, yeah, man, it sucked. It it ruined my confidence completely. They they bullied me, believe it or not. They bullied me for it. Even the adults got in. Hell, the referees were like, on your marks, get set, go back to America. But, um, <laughs> all right, cool. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, go, goodbye. All right, <laughs> Levine, everyone, have a cookie. Have a cookie or have some, yeah, those are the, um, they're so weird. They're Girl Scout flavored pretzels. They're, eat some, they're good. And there's coffee up there and I have pistachio milk back here, which I thought was going to be better than, I know. It doesn't taste like pistachios. It's so weird. Uh, is Kyle Morrissey still here? Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. This is a this is competitive, folks. It's self-sabotage. Any uh, chance you can. Did those those quiet high people left? Is that cool? Now the vibe's gonna come back. Cool. I was so excited when I got here an hour ago. Now I'm like, I here we go. All right. Um. No, this is fun. I like doing it. Um. One of the things that's annoying about it is like when you do comedy all your friends and family want to hear they they want to start hearing jokes and that's very annoying but you can't you can't really just tell them no you got to i i feel like you need to come up with a joke but i i wanted to tell them a joke that would just make them go oh never mind we don't want to know about this anymore uh and so i i was visiting with my grandma a couple months ago and I was getting the same bullshit from my whole family, and she was like, hey, come on. That's how my grandma talks. Hey, uh, let's hear a joke. And I was like, all right, grandma. Uh, I, I, I took a 23andMe test recently and found out I was part Japanese, which would explain why I've been wanting to hang myself from a tree. And she actually really liked that one. Um, I'm just kidding. She died shortly after that. I, I killed my grandma. Um, yeah, I don't need your laughter. Uh <laughs> I don't need that, man. Um, I, you know what I noticed today? Uh, words are important, you know? Like, precision of language is, like Max was saying, that's a good thing, right? Like, you can say, uh, wow, that corgi butt is cute. But if you say, damn, that corgi ass is hot, then people are just like, stop petting my dog, dude. It's all, it's a very minor adjustment, very large uh, implications. 
fuck, what else do I want to talk about? This is this is like the dream I had last night. Um I uh it's fucking amateur, right? Okay. You guys notice how there's like a lot of people walking around, just wandering around in the middle of the street. What are you looking at him for? Were you guys having like a secret conversation about me? Okay. Wasn't the, I killed the vibe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Max has got to go to the airport. I hear him whispering. I'm getting he's. I'm giving him secondhand anxiety. I'm giving myself anxiety. Uh, a lot of people are just wandering around in the middle of the street in the city, and uh, I, I got to be honest, like, if I if I hit one of them, I, I'm worried that part of me is going to be like, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep, like, the I'm, it's just there's so many people wandering around. The likelihood of this crime occurring isn't proportionate to the legal ramifications of it anymore, so I'm just going to keep going. I, I mean, have you ever lived in a city for so long you just stop believing the fire trucks? Like, that's... That's uh, anytime an emergency vehicle goes by with its sirens on, I'm just like, I'm not buying it. I'm not anymore. I've, I don't know. Can we just get the the open micers here? I I don't want I don't want Max here for some reason. I can't articulate it, but I just don't like his presence. <laughs> it's making me really uncomfortable. More uncomfortable than just talking with him. Um. All right, everybody. I'm gonna go finish my conversation with Max. Goodbye. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Yes, comedy is awkward at times with people. Uh, cool. Your next comedian brought a bunch of people, and we should all be super excited about that. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Cena. And the ride. How's everybody doing tonight? All right, cool, 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 cool. So it's been about, uh, I've been doing stand-up for three years, but been doing it regularly for two months. Um, and I just want to say that I'm not trying to do this to be rich and famous. I'm trying to do this because I want to learn how to manipulate crowds. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the next great stand-up comedian. I'm trying to be the next Donald Trump. All right, And I'm just like him, by the way. I'm loud, I'm very attention-seeking, and my dick is pretty small. I'm a better Donald Trump than Donald Trump. My dick is way smaller than that, guys. Um, uh, I just want the ability to be able to incite riots. That's what I really want. But I'm not going to incite riots over stupid shit like election fraud. I'm going to incite riots over like real shit, like being five foot one. <laughs> um, because being five foot one sucks. All right, that's considered way smaller than average. But it's not small enough to get a disability pass, all right? Fuck raising the minimum wage. Raise the minimum height requirement to be considered a midget. Oh, man, you're telling me I gotta, you're telling me I gotta, like, uh, I gotta be this short and I still gotta find parking in the city? I already got a booster seat underneath me just to look over the steering wheel. Now I gotta, like, parallel park on this really slanted hill? Nah, man. Nah. All right, what else we got here? Uh, graduated from SF State, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Find it funny how the mascot is gators. San Francisco has no fucking gators. I wish there were gators because only dumbass fucking white people die by alligators, and we have too many dumbass fucking white people here. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, um, 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my post-college career, uh, you know, I was scared at first, but um, because I worked so hard in school, I was able to get a job after college. So after four and a half years of spending 5K a semester, or 3K a semester, and um, about, about uh, so many late nights studying, uh, wait, late nights wasted studying, you guys are now looking at a barista at a Pete's Coffee. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm not enthusiastic as you guys are. <laughs> okay, what else, <clears throat> what else here? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, before I got hired at Pete's Coffee, I actually uh, just got fired from my previous job. You know, uh, it sucks. <laughs> you just got fired. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just got fired. It sucks. Um, but you know what? I feel good about myself because I stood up to someone who I considered was an asshole. All right? I may, I may look bad, but someone had to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. All right? <laughs> um, all right? I never complained once, and I never missed one shift, but apparently if I yell at one kid, I'm considered a bad tutor and have anger management issues. Like, why do I got to be the bigger person? First off, most 12-year-olds are already fucking bigger than me. <laughs> like, guys, I am small. Like, if I was a car... I'd be a hot wheel. All right. Um, looks like the honk just passed. I think that's going to be my time. But wait, before I leave, I just want to say that I'm going to be at the punchline this weekend. Serving drinks. Okay, thank you, everybody. Jared Zena, everyone. Woo! We have a couple comedians left. Thanks for holding fast. Your next comedian. and have, Keep your hands clapping for Brandon. I just want to see something real quick. Oh, dope. All right, cool. Yes. And for the record, this isn't pretense. It's laziness. It's like if I have an option to do this standing up or sitting down, bruh, you mean I can, I can do this and sit down on anything? Nigga, sign me up. I'm with this shit. Uh, is this month Women's History Month? For real? Is it? Damn. They're giving everybody a month now, huh? That's crazy. Everybody's getting a month. Everybody's got their own holidays and shit, and yet everybody's still miserable. It's like, it doesn't matter. None of this shit fucking matters at all. Um, I do believe that this country will have a female president, but only after we've exhausted all other options. Judge, I mean, just calling it how I see it, like, it's just a long list of first before the first lady president like you got the first asian male president the first latin male president the first half asian half latin transgender male president the first koala president if america could america would elect the playstation 5 controller to like run this country and it sounds fucked up but i'm just telling you what i see you know what i mean i mean people act like hashtag yang gang was a fever dream like nah my nigga that was a real live test market session happening in front of our faces this motherfucker andrew yang was talking about giving every american citizen a thousand dollars a month for as long as he was in presidency I don't know how he planned on doing that when this country is trillions of dollars in debt. But I mean, my nigga, shit, ancient Chinese secret, I guess. But I was here for it. I was here for it. Like, what exactly was any of the female presidential candidates going to contribute to the country? 
let me guess the right for you to have an abortion like my nigga if i had a thousand extra thousand dollars in my pocket i'll buy you all the coat hangers you need bro like what the fuck <laughs> fellas i got a question so like do you think there's women out there who like when after they have an abortion they get a tattoo of a little red teardrop on their outer labia <laughs> it's murder nah i'm fucking with you you know what sucks the most about my out-of-pocketness uh i don't do this on purpose i'm just like genetically disposed to be an out-of-pocket ass nigga like it's just in my genes to just say like ratchet shit like i was talking to my landlord and he's an indian dude he's a real cool dude but we talking we chopping it up and at one point we start talking about like all the cases of covid that were happening in india and he was telling me how he was worried how like americans were going to start hating and bashing on indians here in america so i said to him oh you have nothing to worry about it's called the kung flu not vish flu and I almost got evicted for that dumbass joke. <laughs> uh, how many more minutes do I have? It's one more. All right. Uh, hmm. I. I. All right. No, take the time because I'm always talking shit, so I should talk shit about myself too, right? Um, I've had sex with a man before. But my reason for doing so isn't because I'm a homosexual. It's because I'm a comedian. And as a comedian, I always thought it was funny that I can fuck guys way hotter than the guys women reject me for. But you know what? It's cool. Like, I'm past that. Like, I can't. I'm too old to be letting my ego dictate my actions. You know what I mean? How's y'all porno collection coming along? <laughs> good? Everybody good? No? We don't want to talk about it? All right, that's fine. I was re-alphabetizing my shit on the walk up here, by the way. I was watching this uh, one porno of this woman, like, fucking herself with the handle of a skillet. So, like, does that make her a pansexual? <laughs> was that, like, 15 seconds left? All right. Um, one thing I've realized during this new normal is I have a lot of goals I want to accomplish. Uh, one goal in particular, I want to fly all the way to Paris and book the same hotel room that Anthony Bourdain killed himself in, and then using a Ouija board to ask a spirit where the cool restaurants are. All right, thank you. Brendan, everyone. All right, we're coming down to our last couple comics. Put your hands together. I think this is the first time they've ever, well, it's definitely the first time they've ever been to Mutiny, but I think it's their first time doing stand-up. Is that true? So everybody be really nice. Everybody be clap really wildly and crazy for Harvey. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm Harvey. This is my first time ever doing stand-up, uh, ever. Uh, so this is it. This is the first stage. Um, I was really nervous before getting on stage. I have horrible stage fright, and then uh, I took a look around the room and it went away. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, I asked my friend for some advice before I got on stage today. I said, do you have any tips, anything I can do to reduce stage fright? They said, picture the audience naked. And that's horrible advice. I don't know why anyone would follow that. You know, uh, I don't, I, that doesn't cut tension. I'm looking at people I've never seen before. And now I have to imagine their genitals. That's horrible. Um, but anyways, I'm from San Francisco. This is my, uh, my hometown, um, from the sunset district. Uh, thank you. 
uh, I just kind of landed there. Uh, I grew up with my great grandparents, not my not my uh, not my grandparents, my grandparents' parents. Two generations separated. It was uh, it was crazy. But the nice part is they thought my birthday was every week, so that was pretty nice. Uh, endless presents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my my great grandfather would uh, tell me stories. Uh, when he was a, he remembers when he was a kid, when they first put radios in cars. And now they're developing cars that drive themselves. And he can't cope with it at all. He has a hard time. I mean, he screams at his car, change lanes. Uh, never seems to go. Um, and uh, St. Patrick's, I'm, a, I'm Irish by blood. St. Patrick's stage was just this uh, last weekend here, which is nice. Uh, I don't know anything about my heritage, really. Uh, but I know I'm Irish, at least I've been told. And uh, there's this there's a story my great grandpa would tell me about the the farm in Ireland where his dad was from. Um, it was a it was a farm down the road, and there was this family there. They had a cow, and uh, one day the cow just fucking dies. And uh, the farm dad goes out there. He takes a look at the cow. He goes, "Oh fuck! I can't support the family." He blows his brains out right there. It's over. Then the wife comes out and sees him dead lane there says oh my god the provider's gone i can't take care of our kids kills herself too then the oldest sister comes out sees both the parents dead throws herself into a river that's horrible horrible story well, anyways the oldest son there's a lot of kids in this story the, the oldest son comes up and he sees his dead family there he says oh fuck they're dead uh i wish there was a way to bring them back and just like that a rainbow appeared and the sexy leprechaun appeared Said, I'll make you a deal. I'll bring your family back. All you have to do is fuck me five times. And he goes, all right, I can do that. No problem. I'm young, right? So he gets it up. They start doing it. He gets through three times. Can't get it up a fourth time. So the leprechaun fucking kills him. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, second son comes out. He's 19. Sees his uh, dead family there. Sees the leprechaun. She makes the same deal. Fuck me five times. I'll bring your family back in the cow. He goes, all right, I can do that, no problem. Gets through four times, can't get it up to fifth, she fucking kills him. And finally, the 15-year-old, the youngest son, the last one, sees all his dead relatives there, the leprechaun, and, you know, leprechaun makes the same deal. Fuck me five times, bring your whole family back in the cow. And the 15-year-old confidently says, do you think you could handle 10 times? The leprechaun says, yeah, no problem. In fact, if you can fuck me 10 times, not only will I bring your entire family back in the cow, but I'll also give you my pot of gold. No problem. That's right. So the 15-year-old says, well, do you think you can survive it? Leprechaun says, sure. He's like, well, the cow didn't. Harvey, everyone, is first time ever doing stand-up. Hooray! Yay! Is, is Max Eddie still here? Uh, I'm good. Or you don't want to do anything? Okay, everybody, Max Eddie! Uh, what's up, y'all? Um, I actually, I, I have a suitcase at Mutiny Radio because, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to Brazil uh, tonight. No no joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, I actually, I have a girlfriend. We're, we've been together uh, two months. Uh, she lives in Brazil, um, which I met her on the internet. And, I know, like, I know how that sounds, too. It's like, it's not good. Uh, it's like it's like textbook virgin just like oh, yeah, you guys you guys haven't met her She goes to a different America like I I know like I know it sounds like that man, but, but 
I really think she's real though. You know, like I really do. I'm like, I'm so stoked. And people are like telling me like, yo, oh man, what if you're getting scammed? Like, what if you're getting catfish? What if it's like just some like Brazilian man? And I'm like, well, I'm bisexual. So um, sounds like a win-win in my book, you know, it's nice. But um, yeah, I do, I think she's real. Um, but I have been testing it. Uh, what I've been doing, I've just been sending her pictures and just being like, hey babe, could you select the images with traffic lights for me? Is that, yeah, I just, it's for a work thing. I work for traffic, so yeah. I send her little notes, little poems, and they're very squiggly letters, and she reads them every time. It's perfect, but um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I need. Yeah, I'm good. I just, I'm more focused on living my life than comedy right now. Yay! Okay, I'm gonna do, will you, will you, it's okay, you don't have to, I just, I have one new joke I'm running, so. Yay! Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this in San Francisco, but there is a campaign they just started, the SFPD, cute cops. Have you seen them? Cute cops. Oh my God, all the cops are so cute. You haven't seen the cute cops in Civic Center? No? I don't know if I'm just, I'm super horny now or if I'm losing my mind. I think that it's uh, Stockholm Syndrome. I've fallen in love with my oppressor. Mm. Cute cops. You haven't seen the cute cop? They're darling. One of them was, they were there, and I walked up to a little group of them, and I'm like, hey, hope the SFPD makes a calendar, and they put you in it. Gave him a wink. Smiled at him. He smiled back. How many lives did I save? <laughs> Happy smiling cops don't kill people. I've done a service. If I'm not gonna wear a mask, I might as well be smiling, you know, for feminism. Okay, cute cops. No, I'm seriously, they're really cute. Even the girl cops are cute. And they're doing something with their outfits and they're like little butts. I'm losing it, actually. I'm totally, I'm looking at girl cops' butts now, too. I'm like, damn, they, what are they doing? Okay, cute cops. Um, no, that's, the, that's my only one new joke. Was there anything else I wanna do? Everybody go home. Yay, thank you for being here, yay!
you don't 